special is in the air here. Long. Games. Brees Hall over the right side, powering in, touchdown Cyclones. Out to the 10, to the left side, to the 5, touchdown! Oh my goodness, what a touch by Wall! Alright, well, we listened to it on the way to Cedar Falls. I haven't listened, just listened to the game, John Walters and Eric Heft in so long. Yeah, it was, that was a blast from the past because they're you can like you can understand what's going on based on their tone, right? Like when they're excited, when they're not excited, and we listened the first half and they were not excited, and there was not watching it back a little bit. We did not play any defense the first half, to say the least. Yeah, and that that that's the fun part for me about listening to Eric and John is they. I think you can almost tune into any game and not hear the score and know what's going on because yeah. they, they wear their emotions on their sleeve kind of, and they're really calculated in some of the ways they say things when they're, you know, you probably know in the back of your head what they're really thinking. But, yeah. um, but we did get to see some of it in, in a bar in downtown Cedar Falls a, Hawkeye, a little bit too. An Iowa in bar. a Hawkeye bar, yeah. yeah. And we never had any crap from anybody, so that was kind of cool. Anyway, but, um, yeah, I just – the, our defense was didn't play like they are capable of. We've been t- saying we need to hang our we we're going to hang our hat on our defense all year, and there's been moments we have, but um, and but Saturday was not one of them. I mean, you can't give up 41 points to a Texas Tech team that has not been that great offensively this For year, nor give nor not being able to run the ball very well against them. So. Yeah, giving up 41 at Texas Tech, giving up 38 at West Virginia. Um, that's kind of the story of those two games that are probably, I would say, would you call them the most disappointing losses of the year so far? I mean, they, Iowa fall, Iowa hurt, but it's just because it's Iowa. It's Iowa. Iowa. Uh, I don't know about that. Build up the Iowa game, the, the whole last year from the Iowa game, thinking, oh, well, at least I can't wait to see Brees Hall and Brock Purdy finally – at their peak, yeah. play against Iowa, and we just absolutely laid an egg. Yeah, so I think I think we're just learning that, number one, after listening to the Campbell's press conference today, I think we will know later in the year how dinged up we really are. I think there's a lot of guys playing hurt and some guys that, you know, are – That's something from last year that no one really talked about. We were all healthy yeah, for most part last year. All our key players, because, like, the ones that are dinged up are Mike Rose, Will McDonald, Anthony Johnson looks probably dinged up a little bit. And, yeah, it's just uh, – Yeah, but and Campbell, had, kids, Campbell went so far to say is almost – I don't think he used this word, but saying it's a heroic effort to be going through this. So he's not telling us who or what or why, what's going on. But um, just listening to his tone today, he was really protective of his players. Yeah. Um, he was really – you know, he really bristled up when somebody asked him, you know, since your goal of winning the Big 12 is gone, and then he said, that's not my goal. I mean, he said that's that might be somebody in the outside's goal, but I've never said that. And so he's all always such so process-driven, and I, you know, I really, you know, I heard somebody else comment on it, but then, you know, as a 
guy that's had to try to deal with that mental side of games. I mean, shoot, the first time I was a head high school coach, our record in basketball, my first year I was 24 years old, 23 years old. We were 1-19. and 19. Yeah. You know how much fun it is to try to get kids excited about playing? I mean, you can, when, you can I mean, speak on this. So, he, so he's just – he's and we're not 1-19, we're not in that case, but you've got to focus on the things you can control – and then also you have to protect your players, and he's doing exactly that. So I, I earned even more amount of respect for him today after listening to the way he's trying to frame this right now. Um, because if you say if you go in the locker room and say, well, you know, we're not going to win Big 12 now. Let's just do our best, you know. We're going to turn into Texas fast because that's what Texas is doing. I mean, our, I don't really get how our fan base got so spoiled so quickly. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, who are we to – like players have bad games and our margin, like we, like I don't get like I had I was I drank the Kool Aid too coming the season. Don't get me wrong. Oh, I had it too. Yeah, but, but you're not. Yeah, well, if you everybody. tell me that Mike Rose, Will McDonald, all these players are dinged up and our offense line is oh, was very very overrated coming the season and they have not lived up to the hype at all. Yeah, and you, if you tell me those things, it's it's literally just 2019 all over again. Like the this game and you compare it very, very similarly to the Baylor game to 2019, where we didn't show up to the fourth quarter on offense. We play it all the way back, and we lose on a we lose on a field goal. Yeah. Baylor's Baylor's first the uh, Baylor's field goal or uh, field goal kicker's first field goal of the season goes in. Yeah, game winner against Iowa State. It's very similar to what this was last weekend. T- uh, take away like the expectations of, like last year and. The players we have, but I don't know. It's just uh, it's just a reality check. I think. It's, yeah, I mean, it's that, just we're we're not we don't have the the depth. Is we have a lot of good players on our depth, but not the same as Mike Rose. Like the player backing up Mike Rose is still quite a big drop off. Will McDonald's probably the biggest drop off from talent. Yeah, Will McDonald's like a t- was a top ten pick coming in this year and gets dinged up and. We don't have that talent. We're not Bama. We're not Georgia. We don't. We're not Oklahoma. Yeah, even even any of those programs you listed off, you take their best player and have them removed in the middle of the season. It's going to affect them too. I mean, you know, they're still going to bring in another five star, which we don't have the luxury of doing. But you know, anytime you destroy, like I said a couple times ago, that you when you take Mike Rose and or Will McDonald out of the mix, you're disrupting our flow of how things are going because we're so used to Will McDonald being able to get at the quarterback. We're so used to Mike Rose being able to cover sideline to sideline, and he's still doing it for the most part. But, um, yeah, I, I think we're just more dinged up than we give ourselves, you know, we're, than we probably know, but still should be Texas Tech. I mean, Texas, I mean, I mean like you, the, the Texas Tech was so jacked up to play us. I mean, well, like – but people were saying in Texas Tech's press conference this week that it was a program def- defining win. We've come from, we've come so far and so quickly that. How can you have a program defining win with an interim head coach? Yeah, I don't know. Because the, they already have their head coach for the, for the so future. So he's not there. Well, he, was, he was there like, greeting the locker room and stuff after the win. Yeah, stuff. but he's not coaching. I mean, how is that a but program defining? You're going you're gonna to say, I'm going to take over a job, and you're going to have a program defining win. Before I start, before I start, co- before I start coaching, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's just. I That's think like it's like St. Paul Rhodes had a, de- a, de- a. It's just a new way. I mean, this is like the first. I, I could see this happening in the future. You fire head coach, like, because we knew Paul Rhodes was going to get fired. 
if we'd have fired him in the middle season and just let him go and but like that that's different because Paul Rose is actually loved by the fan base. Yeah. And he built he took the baton from Gene Chizik who was on the ground rolling around and actually did something with the program rather than running to Auburn and uh paying players and getting Cam Newton but and, yeah, uh, Gene Chizik left us a tip on the on the headboard and walked out the door. I mean, but it, he, it was he, just he, ridiculous. He did give us KO. He did give us Leonard Johnson. He did give us AJ Klein. Uh, no desire to be in a. In but a, he, he still gave us some good. Sure, good he did. Players. I know kid. I just know. Like Nick, I know guy that got recruited by him. Said he was a great guy. Just get just uh, gave us good players, just like uh, Paul Rhodes gave Matt Campbell, Alan Lazard, Keen Butler. Yeah, some key pl- pieces and took it and ran with it, but. Yeah, it's just uh, it's just disappointing. Our fan base is kind of unraveled there for a second, but we just got to figure out we're out of state. We're not Clemson. We're not Georgia. Like as long as we have Matt Campbell, and like we used to say this with Fred, as long as we have Fred, we're gonna be competing, and it's gonna be fun to watch. And that's all we can ask for being an out of state fan. We we would show up even before there was a tr- product on the field. We'd gather and support the team so now that we have players that don't uh don't live up to the expectations that you're setting but they have the same expectations as you do so there's no reason to like fall off the bandwagon which like i don't know well anytime anytime you have high expectations you're setting yourself up for a fall yeah i mean you know it the thing, and I think that's what Campbell is trying to keep everything kind of on from the. He doesn't really give two craps about what we think or anybody else thinks, but I think he's trying to keep it even keel with the kids. Just saying, you know, he he tries to talk about being process driven, and you know, then you'll get what you deserve. And he's right. I mean, if you know, we don't didn't deserve to win that game when you give up two hundred seven yards on the ground yeah. to Texas Tech, and you only get. You only get eighty nine out of your own offense on the ground. I mean, against their third string quarterback. Yeah, who was uh, he? He's pretty, pretty good. Well. Yeah, he's pretty yeah, good. I mean, I think that was that's he was a little underrated. But I, I think probably what what the most frustrating thing for me watching that game was is that you know first of all we should have been we should have gone down and punched in at the end, then it's game over. But we didn't. We settled for a field goal. So now we're setting ourselves up for what might happen at the end. But, it's kind of like yes, yeah, so, and then. But then they get down. They go. They go thirty yards. But Nate, pretty easily. give me one. Give me a time where we've had one play. We have to make one play to win the game. When was the last time we did that? I don't know. We we haven't done that in a long time. Yeah, but we had more than one play to win it. The game wasn't no, saying, over. I instead mean, of going kicking the field goal and forward down, and just have a dribble play and actually execute it, go under center, bobble a snap. We've seen that before. Yeah. We, when it comes down to one play. We never execute. It's just, I mean, well, we need we needed to figure out a way to get in the end zone of that last possession because you know we were we had a little bit of the momentum. You know, we you know if you go look at if you look at the box score, you know it was still thirty one twenty one heading into the fourth quarter. Yeah, it's just I mean, just like the Baylor game, we finally roaring back and we just lose a sixty two yard field goal. He he hammered that thing too, and I think I said you know we were standing in the Unidome. You know, trying to get a signal to to watch it, and then I th- was talking to um, some other high, Iowa State fans around there. I said, "I'm pretty sure they have the wind." If I remember how the the, yeah. the choices, I've heard people say there's no wind, it's oh. calm, but oh, I, don't I don't know. know. Sixty-two I mean, yard field goal, like because 
And it was good from 67. We were in the <laughs> dome, yeah, as you're saying. We're in the dome. I see that they're kicking a field goal. Like, I'm trying to save my battery for after the game because when you don't have signal, it just drains your battery. Yeah. And I just saw, I was like, all right, he's not going to make it. I turned it off. And then someone said, hey, we lost on a 62-yard yeah. field goal. I'm like, bummer. Well. But so like, where do we go from here? I mean, we've got two games left, and we're staring. Well, it's just crazy know. how this Oklahoma game coming up is just – it was the game of the century. Like, it was yeah. before the seasons. Like, this is the winner goes to the playoff. Right. But now it's just like Oklahoma comes off of getting absolutely murdered by Baylor and having QB trouble still. Caleb Williams got benched again. Rattler comes in and just looks horrible, too. And the last one-second fiasco. Rick that Lee. was Let's talk about that. That was the most bizarre thing at the end of the game when – Oklahoma's uh, Baylor's fans run out on the field with one second left and they then, didn't get flagged for it. And Lincoln Riley blows lost, a complete gasket and runs his team into the into the well, <laughs> runs not, his team in there and then has to run out eleven but, guys and Baylor just says, Oh, he acts like they're in junior high and says, Okay, now we're just gonna kick a field goal instead. But why mm. but what is Lincoln Riley supposed to react in that situation? Yeah, I don't know. It if, wasn't gonna make it throwing a flag is not gonna make a difference in the game. I'm saying you're the safety of your players. They're running through right. your players, right. and then there's one second left, and there's like, all right, everyone, don't run away. Like, it's but the like referees don't control that, though. Referees don't control the fa- the fans. I mean, that's the, but, that's but, on Baylor. But, but the head coach is like, all right, at least flag him 15 yards, or there has to be some consequence from yeah. rushing on the field with one second left. Because if you go back to when the Michael Crabtree when he had that incredible play, and everyone stormed the field, and there's Three seconds left. They, there were so many flags that they were kicking off on the ten yard line. Yeah, but well, then what's the difference between that and this? Texas Tech, had, he, they moved the the student section because of what happened. They somebody threw oh, really? a water bottle out yeah. on the field. I mean, so I don't know. It was a mess. But I, I really think it. <laughs> I didn't like. I, I think it made Baylor look really bad kicking that field goal at the end. I mean, no, I, I I get it for takeaway like. So the wider view, the conference, they're leaving. They're ditching the conference. They're thinking they're way better than us, and they come in to Baylor, Waco, just like Iowa State did, and yeah. lose. Just It wasn't really even close. Like, Baylor no. could have killed them even more. Like, yeah. Baylor, like Oklahoma did not look, look like half of what they're usually like. And Baylor, credit to them, they slacked Oklahoma the last time they come into Waco. You're rushing the field. Lord, like just thinking as a student, like this is your one time to like right. talk to some people. That's, people that's that a, think they're way above you. Well, that but that that's the problem is that you don't want some drunk yeah I know college student going. That's up why in the Lincoln Riley was so mad. I right. think, yeah. and I I feel like you would have been the same way as your team. Sure, Everyone I think so would too. React the but same it, way. but it would be okay. You throw the flag, big deal. It was what was a ten point lead at the time. It wasn't gonna make any difference in the game. Yeah, but just call the game off. It's yeah. one second. Yeah, and the, the, even the even the uh, the official that was in the press box said, you know, there is no rule that says that you have to have um, certain number of defenders on the team. They could have just snapped it and knelt without any defenders on the field. But you know exactly what Baylor would have they done. They would have ran in the end zone, kick punt in the crowd, and <laughs> but like it also comes in a gambling issue. All these people are putting live game betting that are going to lose. God knows how much money on that one play because right. Oklahoma just is sitting in the locker room. Yeah, and there's it was a weird like there's so much going on in one second. Yeah, like it just shows you how fast things can turn for the worst. Yeah, 
Just yeah, so Oklahoma's got us, obviously, and then they have to go to Oklahoma State. That's tough. So they, so they, so if they lose that. Let's say we win, they and they lose against Oklahoma State. That gives them um, three losses. Yeah, so they're they're not in the playoff. They're not going to be in the Big Twelve Championship either. If that's the case, it'll be Okie State versus Baylor in the Big Twelve Championship. Yeah, so if Okie State. Who's Okie State? Got? But that would hurt so bad if I was an Iowa State fan. Seeing Okie State versus Baylor, yeah. one team that we beat outright, Okie State, and another team we just let it through our fingers, Baylor, with the second or the two point conversion fiasco. Yeah, so Okie State goes. Okie State goes to Texas Tech this weekend, and then they've got OU. So I can't see Texas Tech pulling that off twice. I mean, so let's that's just just for the fun of it. So let's say. Oklahoma State loses to Texas Tech this weekend. That gives them two losses. We beat Oklahoma. That gives them two losses. So one of those two teams is going to have three losses at the end of the day. Yeah. All right. So then if we go to Baylor, Baylor has. Are you trying to do a scenario where we get in the play? No, I'm just trying to figure it out. So I'm just. So Baylor has to go to Kansas State. Let's say they lose. That gives them their third loss, and they finish the season with Texas Tech. So if Texas Tech goes on a little little run here, goes the Sugar Bowl. So we win, we win, we went out. Baylor loses out. Oklahoma loses out. It looks like it's us and Oklahoma State in the Big Twelve Championship. But I'm sick of doing these scenarios. Just beat West Virginia, beat Baylor, right. and beat Texas Tech. Well, and we're, we're not looking. even talking about this. Yeah, right. We're two, three teams that. But wouldn't I mean, that Baylor's be shown? They're actually good. But, but wouldn't that be a Kicking the teeth, and all of a sudden we're in the Big 12 championship with three losses. Yeah, talking I mean, about it just makes me mad because yeah. we shouldn't even be in this position. Yeah, that's right. Well, I just I hope, I hope you know we mentally have what it takes to go in and and beat Oklahoma because you know they're kind of they're kind of in shambles too. They just got their butt kicked by Baylor. Uh, yeah, their head coach their head coach has rumors going to LSU this week. Well, I tell you what, if if I'm Lincoln Riley, yeah, get I'm the gone. Hell, like Lincoln, like LSU is just. Bama and different colors. They're just missing a right coach for the right system because they have all the talent and they have all of the the money, right? The facilities. I mean, gosh, they're Texas that actually uses their yeah. So Texas being Texas, Kansas, we got to talk about it a little bit. Oh, yeah. that does that kind of diminish like the fun of the Texas game? It's like all right, we that wasn't as special of a night, but. That just, the moment was, but then they go the next week and lose to Kansas. That's just – I called it. I said I think they could lose to Kansas at the last podcast. I yeah. mean, I, I think it's – you know, it's they're, they're a snowball running downhill, running downhill right now. I mean, they don't – they can't get it turned around. And I think they've lost – the team is – they've lost the team. Like, they don't care. That recording of their defensive coordinator, whoever it was, before, yelling, yeah. at, yelling at the players in the bus – and what I told you last week, there's a guy that called in to a radio show saying that the defensive players are running out the field laughing when we were kicking their butts. So they're done. I mean, so and Kansas had nothing to and lose. They, and they had two five-star recruits on official visits, Snapchatting and laughing at Texas. Oh, boy. And posting on Twitter. Oh, boy. That was, that was funny. But, yeah, I mean, we have relatives that are uh, Texas fans, but I don't know. It's just – yeah, they're, it's, they're they're really fun to make fun of because yeah. they have all the tools, but just they act they're like literally Nebraska, but have a butt lots more money than Nebraska does. 
So where is Te- I mean, when Texas and Oklahoma go into the SEC, yeah, do you think they, they're do you middle think they, of the road SEC team at best? Do you think they delay because they could easily just muster up the money to leave for next year? Do you think they will go actually to twenty twenty five because if Lincoln Riley leaves and Sarkeesian's just running the program to the ground that's already was pretty close to the ground? Do you think they delay going to the SEC because they could just? Get I hope they do. Absolutely get murdered. I hope they do. Wouldn't that be awesome if they come in? We got a Texas that's a mess next year and a new coach at Oklahoma. Yeah, that'd be. But and I, we get I'm Oklahoma kinda, at home. I'm still excited for the new Big Twelve, though. I think yeah, that'll be. Oh, Cincinnati will yeah. come in and just destroy Oklahoma. Yeah, next year. I mean, if they. I, I mean, mean, Oklahoma is just a quarterback away from figuring it out because they just they have all these athletes. Yeah, just sling know. it to them. Their defense is terrible, like usual. But I think they're just having a hard time. Like I've said before, they're having a hard time managing those egos. Yeah, just I like, mean, you live in text. the Instagram society. Like, we need right. the highlights. If you promise me that I'm coming to the school and I'm going to have these highlights, and then I get attention that way. But when the results aren't there, and like you get benched, and then. You're Spencer Rattler, you were on the TV series going to high school. You're supposed to be the golden child. And now that you were the Heisman finalist coming in the season, and you get benched at Texas two years in a row, and then like an 18-year-old kid who didn't even play high school football the year before comes in and absolutely takes your job from you. And then that guy loses to Baylor at Baylor. And then they put Spencer Rattler back in, and Spencer looked like the same player like a month and a half before. ago. Yeah. A month and a half Whatever ago. It was. So this game has a lot less meaning to it, but Gus Johnson, Joe Clatter on the call, and yep. it's still a pretty – it's like Oklahoma's older rival. we kind of taken over the Okie State, like, with success-wise the last couple of years because yeah. it's a meaningful game. And uh, I don't know. It's still be f- – I would love to beat Oklahoma at Oklahoma one more time, but – it wouldn't be as special as as what I thought was going to happen right. year before I we even started the year. If we can do it, we're, put, we're helping push right Lincoln Riley to LSU. I think. I mean, or wherever he wants but to if go. If I was him, I'd take it today. Yeah, take it right. today. Yeah. Leave. Right. Like Oklahoma's fans doesn't take much for them to implode. Like Lincoln Riley brought you Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, all these Heisman's, and you are just giving up because they lost to Baylor, who's a halfly decent crap, like pretty good. They might win the Big 12 good. Baylor. They don't remember the years after Bob Soups left when whoever that guy was that came in in Oklahoma was not very good for a while. Bob Stoops. When Lincoln Riley took over for Bob Stoops. No, there was a, there was a oh. guy. There was a guy. Uh, there was Bob a, Stoops. Was it before Bob Stoops then? Yeah, it might have been. There was, was, a, was, there was, was a coach there. There was a coach change, a coaching change in Oklahoma. Was it? That because there was one guy, Barry, Schwitz, Google it. Barry Schwitzer. I'm going to Google it. Yeah, it might have been. Maybe it was between Barry Switzer and, and Bob Stoops. Because then, how many years was Bob Stoops there, though? I mean, from now that flipping old that I can't remember that. Like tw- almost eighteen years. Yeah, no, Bob so Stoops. Is it, but I remember this guy because it was Kirk Ferentz, the longest tenure at college. Somebody was, is on our po- driving in their car, screaming into their radio right now because they know the answer to this. Yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't. It was a. Uh, I think. You don't. It was there was a guy. That, it was, was kind of like the whole Kansas State thing, where they were the um, who was that guy that when when uh, Snyder left that it, it was a mess for a while. I don't know. You know oh that either. gosh! Now you're. My, it's I mean, too it late. It's too late. Seven should, when that happened. I should have. Uh, I should have uh, taken some ginkgo biloba or something before this. So that doesn't matter. Let's move on. So 
All right, keep going then. I'll find it. It was Bob Susan. So who am I thinking of? Yeah, oh, it was Gary Gibbs. Gary Gibbs came in and um, Gary Gibbs was the coach. I am Gary Gibbs. I want to come I to Oklahoma. I think that's right. Gary Gibbs. He was the head coach at Oklahoma from 89 to 94. Was he just terrible for their uh, standards? But then Bob Stoops was from Iowa, so they picked him from Iowa to come to Oklahoma. Yeah, I, I did. I should have done my research on this more, I but I knew there was a coach in between that they. So Oklahoma went backwards when they had a coaching change, similar to what happened when when uh, Kansas State. Um, oh, they had uh, they had Schnell, uh, Howard Schnellenberger was there too. Goodness, where this is bad. This is bad podcasting, but. Um, yeah, he was there. Gibbs' squ- squad struggled to build success off two moderate su- successful seasons, 91 and 93. 91, they were 9 and 3. Um, yeah. And and in 92, they were 5 and 4. So, yeah, so it would it would be nice to – man, imagine that happens. If they Lincoln Riley leaves and they bring in some uh, putts that doesn't do anything and all of a sudden they're at the bottom of the SEC, that would be hilarious. That's where, like – our society nowadays, everything has to be a quick fix. There's yeah. no quick fixes yeah. unless you're you already have like LSU or can't like uh, what's his face. Uh, We're struggling tonight, man. Sorry, guys. Auburn coach that left us to, or the Auburn coach Cam Newton, Gene Chizik. Yeah, uh, yeah, Gene Chizik, Tory Morrissey hid in his under his uh <laughs> under his cookout thing when. There's a party there in Gilbert or something. So, <laughs> oh boy. Unless you're like that, where you like you land Cam Newton and then you just walk in, win a national championship, and then you're like Ed Orgeron, you have Joe Burrow, all these NFL receivers, and then you have just a spark and a fan and win a national championship. Like that will, yeah, I don't know. Bergeron, that, just, Bergeron just won a national championship two years ago. Yeah, he got fired. Already. Yeah, I know. I know. It's just insanity. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, this 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 game is uh, I don't know I don't know what's gonna happen. I'm sick. Ron of- Prince was the guy at Oklahoma Kansas State. Thing. Ron Ron Prince was the guy that came in for three years and can't ran Kansas State in the ground. Then they had to resurrect Bill Snyder. Yeah, speaking of Kansas State fans, they have been annoying as hell on Twitter. Yeah. They Twitter's just can't get over. Iowa State and Kansas State fans are fighting more now than I've ever seen this week on Twitter. I'm not sure why. I haven't looked, and I don't care. Yeah. That's- some probably like two percent of our audience understands what I'm talking about. Maybe yeah. wasn't that the Rob Gray? Was he fighting with somebody? I heard I that know. something too. So yeah, so this game. Yeah, well, yeah, we, we at least we got the A team color guys. We our the announcers. We don't have to deal with what we've dealt with the last couple of weeks. I mean, that's true. So that's brutal. To Eleven o'clock, and we're going to be driving across Nebraska. We got to figure out how we're going to handle that too. So yep. So uh, yeah, I don't. Really, I mean, we're sick. I'm sick of predicting because I'm wrong. I'm not gonna predict time. no. Because somebody's gonna win, somebody's gonna lose. That's my prediction. Um, if our D backs keep playing the way they are, we are gonna lose by eighty. Because <laughs> if we're not, if we can't guard this third string quarterback from Texas Tech, we, how are we gonna stop these five stars? Well, we need to get somebody to get loose in our secondary too, because you know Campbell's talking about how Texas Tech was putting nine in the box. Man, you got nine in the box. Somebody's got to be open. Yeah, I think Trig Milton. And I tell you, Kohler is playing his butt off right now. I mean, he is – and Campbell referred to him as Chuck again this week, which I still think is hilarious. 
but um, he uh, he's saying, you know, and I noticed that too. I thought Kohler was just doing everything he could to possibly help us win, along with Chase Allen and those other guys. I'm not, but, I'm not a huge fan of Baylor com- or Oklahoma coming off a loss to p- them playing us at home. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of that. Yeah. It'd be, be nice to show, show two losses in a row. It'd be kind of nice. Yeah. And we since we're not going to play in the Big 12 championship, this is the last time we'll play him. Who knows when? Yeah. If not, if they if they leave the conference, but yeah. Well, I mean, well, I like. I really want to see us to win out, and that would get us to eight and four. I mean, that's pretty good. That's pretty good for a down if, for not for a disappointing year. If, we're, if we have a disappointing year at eight and four, we would have taken that five years ago yeah. in a heartbeat. But with the best quarterback we've ever had, with the arguably yeah. the best running uh, back we've ever had, the best tight end we've ever had, there's just a lot of marquee guys that. We thought would leave, like the, yeah, obviously the, yeah. the goal was them coming back to the Big Twelve Championship and winning against Oklahoma, payback, beating twice in a row. That would that have been nice, but well, not, everybody not every, else, everybody else has got scholarship players too. Not I mean, everyone, that's the way it is. Yeah, it just uh, I don't know. What just makes it hurt more is because last year our fan base couldn't ha- enjoy the whole season because of COVID, and they have half capacity, and we finally have. Our fan base behind our team. We thought this is just gonna be one big party, but it doesn't work out like that. You know, if you if you, I've always tried to look at it from the player's perspective, and I think that's the parent in me that I, when I watch, like we've talked about it before, when Ashim Young got kicked out of the the Big Twelve Championship game. You know how I felt for him as a human being. You know, my son just played in the semifinals of the state and and. Uh, came home and you know was trying to was bearing the burden of the loss he was blame blaming himself all of the time about the loss and still is and um you know that's a high school kid doing that i'm sure these these college kids do the same thing but then you get all of the peripheral things that there's people probably sending a message on twitter or but the difference or instagram and you know all that other crap and but the difference between this team and other sd teams we have our marquee guys are gonna play in sundays like right, they're, they're, but that's not, guar- not that's en- not guaranteed either. Their I mean, careers aren't ending. Yeah, but that that's not guaranteed. I mean, I'm just I'm talking about they're disappointed too. I mean, yeah, I think I we've that. we've all got to keep a little bit of perspective here. Is that we're not the ones that have been we've been shucking out the money for the tickets and shucking out the donations and you know all of that crap. But we're not the ones that have been you know in the weight room and doing all of the off season training and then have to deal with the, these results i mean but i'm not by no means am i complaining i'm just like it was really it's just disappointing no we, we right. set ourselves up for this the media right. messes set this up for this and i'm just saying we just all need to have a little perspective on it and that's you know i'm disappointed too i'm you know i'm frustrated i'm disappointed but um but like those, we these, were disappointed in the ueb loss but then we saw the opposite of that in last year in basketball like we know like we're disappointed there but we have there's wor- way worse. We can be way worse. Oh yeah. Like, right. well, you want to transition? Talk about basketball for a little. Yeah, bit? we can talk about we basketball. a game. We got a game. We're gonna watch here in about forty minutes. So yeah, like uh, yeah, my first experience seeing TJ, the new TJ era. We've been cheering for it for since uh, for a long time, to say the least. Yeah. Me and Michael and you. Um, it was different because there's a new PA announcer. Uh, yeah, just, that's gonna be weird going it's, in it's there. Weird. I, I didn't go. You, I know you went. The guy will do a great job. It's just. The first time, it's just weird. Just like, yeah, oh, right. It's, it's not, I'm just like, you didn't realize how important that other guy was that to like the whole atmosphere. Right. Those still guys learning. There's some nitpicky, nitpicky things. That I'm, I'm just like a dork Iowa State fan that I pick out. Yeah. It was like, 
I'm just used to like Monte Morris being called last, like Jamal well, Tinsley. I don't think that's the announcer's Garrett. call, though. But I'm saying like you know the like all like they drag it out like Deontay Garrett, like Monte Morris, but now right. she's like Tristan Aruna. I'm like, I think I just put- figured out why you didn't get the job. <laughs> no, I'm saying like. <laughs> The last guy is supposed to be the point guard, the best player on the team. Yeah. Like, we got to figure it out. Like, it's not that hard. There's just some nitpicky things. But you mean, they didn't, it was you mean they didn't go, and Percy Gibson. They didn't no, do that? No, it was, oh. it was just, uh, it was nice. It, was, it doesn't take much for Hilton to get loud. Right. We hustle plays for the first time in a right. long time. Yeah. Um, we're we actually play defense now. We, we, like, last year we had all the weaknesses. We had really bad shooting. We couldn't shoot. Didn't have a point guard. Couldn't play defense. Um, there was no crowd, so they couldn't really feed out the crowd and uh, bad coach. But now we have our fan base back, a new coach, and, uh, I mean, the new lighting, not a big fan of that either, but got the clone cone back. <laughs> the expensive it, nuts. Yeah, just, like, the diving on the floor, the crowd getting amps, like, finally. It was just uh, – and beating Oregon State, who won the played in the Elite Eight last year. He's got a coach that is – like nine feet tall. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't realize that until after the game where they were in the lead eight. Yeah, I remember that. They, That's uh, when they, I had COVID. Yeah, we. Uh, yeah, it was. I love Hilton Coliseum. Yeah, it's a special place, and I can't wait for it to be like peak Hilton, where it's fully. Like, there's a lot of people there. I didn't think yeah. for the well, season we had last year to having that be our second game. Like, that's impressive. Yeah, I. I you know, I liked, you know, I've been screaming for two years now that our offense was horrible under Prom, And the first two games under TJ just just, just set out, I mean, made me show, showed to myself that I might have been right because our offense was so bad on, you know, if you guys remember last year, we would pass it around a couple of times and, and then stand there and watch Rashir Bolton, which is another story, stand there and dribble and do a high screen and roll and get nothing out of it. Um, and I actually counted a couple times last year. We would have possessions with one or two passes. Yeah, but and, and then my, but now we're reversing the ball multiple times with no dribbles. It makes it a lot harder on the defense if you reverse the ball because they when you stand there and dribble, they don't have to do anything. They just have to keep track of the ball and stop the ball. We're reversing the ball. We're playing hard. Um, I'm mad as hell that we had to endure the last couple of years. TJ should have been the head coach from day one after Fred left. I think it would have, we would have been in a much better place right now. God even knows who TJ – I'm assuming TJ would still be here if that was the case because he, he probably would have blown up nationally a little more. But um, I am as excited for the future of Iowa State basketball as I've been in a long time. Yeah, but the difference between this year is like Condit looks way better. Robert Jones, they're running the floor. We have a point guard – like. Bolden wasn't point guard. No. Now he's in Gonzaga playing. Starts his, for Gonzaga. His, he's playing his own position now, not point guard. Nick Babb was not a point guard. You want us to do what ifs? What if Rusher Bolton is still on this team? He no. said he was going to stay. No, I'm done. I'm done. No, I'm done. but I'm serious. But I'm. But I, don't care. I, I didn't think he would play at Gonzaga, and obviously he was good. And he's good enough to play. He's I playing 32 minutes. I'm. I don't even care. Like right. I want, but anyways, I want I, new, new faces. Like we have a stole, whole f- starting five of them who didn't where it was on the team last year. Right. That's what I want. Just n- none of the old. Condit's the only one I want when he's playing good on our team. We run the floor because Condit's an way energy better. guy. Looks yeah. way better. Yeah. Feeds off the crowd. 
He's the only player. He's gonna get teed up soon. Yeah, you will get teed up. We got Gabe Pousher who talks smack all he, all he can. I love it. I love Brock Brockington. Brockington, Brockington is, looks like he's an MMA fighter. Yeah, I mean, Brockington's he, like a lower version of DeAndre Kane. DeAndre Kane was the best player in the country. Brockington is huge. He rebounds. He plays defense. He's the perfect guy. To and I hope Robert Jones. I hope Robert Jones turns into the six eleven Dustin Hogue that I hoped he would be. I mean, yeah. he's he's. Robert, got, he had a terrific block yep. in the last game. I mean, he's impressive too. Yeah, he looks like so, a Joe Kim Noah out there. He looked exactly like Joe Kim Noah. Yeah, he does on the balcony. He looks yeah. exactly like him. Um, so how did when TJ ran out? Did, did he get a big? There was revolution? no. There was no like pump up song. There was no let it rock. It was just uh, him coming out, oh. just him to clap, which was the first thing I noticed when Steve came because like Fred it was a whole ordeal. Like, right. Yeah, I Johnny think, before. Yeah, I, mean, I think he did it because of Johnny did that. Yeah. It was like, Get a song that you play every time. It's easy to clap to because Iowa State fans love to clap to slow beats and let it rock. There was there was nothing like that. We got to get TJ a song, but I don't know. Like the coaches think that's so annoying because when Campbell first got here, like we were like, all right, what's the uniforms to be? What's your what are you walking out to? Like, well, we have players and like we're trying to win. Like that doesn't really matter, but I'll talk about it. But. Yeah, it's just uh, it's exciting. I love Iowa State basketball, and it's fun to – and our women's basketball is good too. Yeah. And, and they, uh, they – I've watched a little bit of them last night. I fell asleep, but they were Lexi's they're really good. Awesome. I mean, she is, she is so good, man. Yeah, it's, I'm excited. I'm, I'm, we've got to – we'll, we'll find out really fast how good we are, I mean, as we go along here. And, again, we just got to stay healthy, and he's got to figure out a way to keep him fresh. And um, But we have hope. Tyrese Hunter – is the most is athlete. really good. I can't remember the most like Lindell wasn't a point guard, but Tyrese Hunter is the most athletic point guard since when? Chris Stinson. Boy, he can jump a lot higher than Curtis could. Yeah, no. I mean, Cur- saying, Curtis was just a, like a he was like a Brees Hall on the Tyrese, basketball floor. Tyrese Hunter's I mean, a built eighteen year old. He's not like Monte. Yeah. Monte came in like one hundred and thirty five pounds and broke an NCAA record still. But yeah, Tyrese Hunter. That's, that's like another thing we got to get out of our minds. Before the season starts, Tyree Center will turn it over a little bit. Sure. Monte was Monte Morris. Like, we can't compare him. He's wearing the same number. Yeah. Sure, it's easy, but take it easy on the kid. He's going to be special down the road. He's got, he's right now, he's, he's got all, like a uh, two to one assist to turnover record, which, or uh, stat, which is pretty good. I mean, for, for two games in. I'm saying he's just going to be special. Right. He's, he's going to turn it over. But the he, first dunk they had, I'm like, holy cow. We yeah. have, and then Hilton got behind that. We got hustle plays. We got oh, it's just I love good Iowa State basketball to watch in person. And we can't set ourselves up for a fall here. I mean, we are not going to be in the final four. No, I no. mean, so we we just be more fun to watch. That's yeah. all. I, that's the bar for me yeah. this year. And be in the hunt. Show us I mean, hope because yeah. like Steve's like Liddell Cam year like they weren't really good, but they shut like we have talent. We're gonna be okay. We have Taylor Tucker Tyrese, but I think we got that Eli King and. The hometown kid and Taylor Lipsy next year. Yeah, I think they said that. Uh, I think I read that uh, Tyrese is the first true freshman to start since Taylor Horn Tucker. Really? Yeah. So. Yeah, it it should be fun. I'm hoping. I, just, I hope this is now outdated because we're doing this right before the game. Hopefully, we just don't yeah. lay an egg tonight. We're like 16, 17. Playing play. Yeah, playing. I don't think we're going to do that. I mean, I just don't. I'm just think hoping that. Not. Yeah, I mean, I think. I think. With some of the paring down of the roster that TJ did to build the culture, I think that's working. I mean, it seems like he's got a bunch of competitors that 
get along. And I tell you what, how about uh, uh, Trey Jackson? Yeah. He's a different person altogether. I mean, he looked fantastic the think, other night. I just think it's the crowd. Like, if you have bad culture, like, it can be covered up by the crowd. Because last year, obviously, down the culture, they played hard. But it just wasn't there. Because, like, when you have bad plays and you're not the better team, but when Hilton comes, he, it doesn't take much of the crowd to be like, all right, let's go. Right. But with, when there's no crowd, like, I don't want that ever again. Yeah. I want our fan base by there because Hilton shows that fans matter. Students matter when they show up, and they can make a difference. And Oregon State saw that on Friday last week. Yeah, and Oregon State couldn't shoot a free throw to save their no, life. Oh, was, Lord. Yeah. But, I mean, that that was a very, you know, two teams that are going to get a lot better, in my opinion. I think Oregon State's going to get a lot better than what they showed. But it's just early in the season. I think everybody, you know, it's – it's probably a shock to the kids when they go on the road to play in front of a crowd when they didn't have to play in front of a crowd last year. Yeah, this will be mean, the first time in like two years since like high school from these yeah. sophomores. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's. I mean, think of your little brother. He played in front of one big crowd last year, the sub-state final game, where there was actually everybody was in the stands, and yeah, it's it was it was a completely different atmosphere even for a high school Which, game. So for his sake, I think it's easier to shoot when there's no crowd because. Yeah not playing off anything you're just playing off your own mind and like i'm making this you know yeah. you'd like like especially away games yeah. like for high school i feel like that's way easier we're like we're better than you guys you guys nothing you guys no one behind you to like cheer you up yeah we're just gonna show it to you and i feel like humble did that last year and a lot of college teams did it last year because yeah. you can go into net you're gonna like they know we're better than them and we're gonna show it to them and no one's gonna encourage them but they're Bad. It was it was such an AAU feel last I year. I mean, had you had guys cheerleading, doing that obnoxious Defense. AAU clap crap on the yeah. the that drove me crazy when you're playing AAU and your brothers. I mean, having them do all of these little cheerleading stuff on the bench. I mean, that just drives me bananas. And it didn't really help them out. It didn't help Iowa out in the NCAA tournament because <laughs> right. Oregon beat them pretty badly. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully we'll have a. I mean, hopefully we're not. Going on our next podcast, talking about Alabama State's upset, so shouldn't be. Or we're I, favored like by eighteen. Hopefully, we come back. Brees has two hundred yards rushing against Oklahoma. Yeah. We Lincoln Riley leaves to LSU on Sunday next week because he doesn't want to deal with OU fans yeah. anymore. And uh, yeah, we did get to see one of the uh, Iowa State recruits up close and personal Saturday. Will McLaughlin yeah. from Harlan. We watched him play. And he's he's a He's big a dude for big kid for high school kid. I mean, playing fast, a defensive end, fast. Um, fast. He went from the line to blocking a PAT as fast as I've ever seen any. He, he just forearm shivered one of our kids and went in and uh, could have intercepted the snap almost. I mean, so he yeah, is, that was funny. He is pretty good. I wanted him to be a bust so bad before the game, just for one night. Just for one night. It didn't happen. Not anymore. I'm a fan, big yeah, fan of Will McLaughlin. I mean, didn't, didn't you can happen. Do but, what you want, dude. I mean, if, nah. we've got a kid on our team has got a preferred walk on. I actually uh, offer, and I think he was actually talking to Will towards the end of the game during a timeout. I'm sure they know each other, but that was yeah. kind of cool. But, yeah, it yep. was fun. Nothing like playing in the Dome. I mean, that's a great atmosphere. Yeah, it's – yeah, I don't know. Get, like, state basketball, there's something missing there. Like, it's just too big of an arena. too big of an arena. Yeah. There's not enough energy. Like, yeah. if you get a smaller capacity, it'll be way better, way louder. i tell you what, the Dome, though. I mean, I saw our kids last night, and the Dome – beats the living crap out of your body. Yeah. I mean, our kids were so beat up and said that they were more sore after that game than ever just from hitting that turf in the dome. 
and I saw our quarterback just look like he'd been drugged by a truck. He has so much road rash on him. Um, that place has got to be hard on your body if you're playing at UNI full yeah. time. I mean, yeah, it was. Uh, it's a. It, it's such a loud place too. I mean, the, there's not a very good acoustics in there. The bathrooms at the Uni Dome are horrendous. <laughs> I mean, they are from 1955. They've got to do something about that. They only just have like three buckets in there, and each person right, to yeah, turn. Rinsing it out. Yeah, it's it, not bad. It was fun though. I mean, I, the high school, Iowa high school, does a lot of things well, and they do definitely do the dome thing well. I mean, and but um, what like I, I mean, playing in state basketball, it's just like we have a whole town there, and it's you're on the court, and it's quiet because it's so loud, it's so huge that yeah. you can't. Because that's why Hilton's so special because they have that that uh ceiling that's flat, and it's just yeah, I don't know. There's got to be something, but no one's gonna address it because. When you have an arena that's not tied to any university, like they're going to pick that because, like, you and I is the only dome we have. So that's easy. Right. So, there, I think the, one of the reasons that it's got to be in Wells Fargo is because of hotels. Yeah. I mean, that's the reason that we are not going to host a men's NCAA tournament game in Ames. It's because of hotels. And but same thing with selfishly, State I want I want it in Hilton. That would yeah, be, be so fun. awesome. It would so be fun awesome. if it was. Yeah. Just, or imagine if it was in the McLeod Center in St. Yeah. Falls and you only brought two teams in at a time. Yeah, that'd be cool. That would be awesome, too. But, but yeah, no, it was fun. But no one asks us for the answers, do they? They never do. <laughs> Someday they will, and yeah. the world will be a better place, maybe. Well, we're wrapping this thing up. Yep. Don't forget about our sponsor or guys that were our partners, uh, uh, chewworks.com. You know the drill. The notes are the, the promos are in the show notes. Um, um, grandviewbeef.com. Um, I know they had a little problem with their website this week and they apologize for it publicly and, uh, they're great people. So, um, support these small businesses in Iowa, especially around the holidays here. Um, those guys would appreciate it tremendously. And so would we. All right. Go Cyclones. Go Cyclones.